gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to Broken But Glorious. Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Officer, whatever they call you, I'm coming after you, you coward. Hello and welcome to Broken But Glorious. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined by Cowboy Nick Davey. Howdy. <laughs> and free time wrestling author Oliver Newman. Uh, hello. <laughs> I'm going to call Nick then. Yeah, I'm okay, thanks, Chris. You said, you said that's what you wanted to be introduced as? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like it was the old uh, days of doing the football podcast where I would always come up with a new uh, introduction every week to annoy hero. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, apologies, I've not been on since Mania review. Um, in my real job, I'm an electoral officer, and we just had a European election thrown on us, <laughs> and we basically had to do five weeks' work in two weeks. <laughs> so, so, so it was basically twelve-hour days, six days a week. So I didn't watch barely any wrestling. Yeah, but, um, Good to have you back, Chris. Yeah, thank you. So. Yeah, obviously, thank you for giving up. The, thank you for helping uh, run our country, but now we've got you back. Yeah. <laughs> but um, since many I have discovered um, Major League Wrestling, and I love it. <laughs> so, Phil Fee Tom Law is now one of my favourite wrestlers, and I can't wait for Fury Road this weekend. So. Uh, Teddy Hart versus Jimmy Havoc for the middleweight championship is going to be epic, epic I think. Um, wow. And um, Brian Pillman Jr. versus Alex Hammerstone to, na- to crown the first ever national champion will be great. Plus, um, Austin Aries and the Von Erics will be making their debuts. So I'm really looking forward to that show. So. Is it going to be showing on uh, Monday? Yes. Yeah. Okay, and uh, fingers crossed we will have a. Uh, Interview with MLW star Myron Reed in the near future. Yeah, so, so um, Oliver, um, you went to a show this weekend that featured a friend of the show. Yeah, um, I I went to the show. Um, I was kind of far back, so the the ring announcer did a good job, but don't get me wrong, but it was difficult to kind of pick out some of the names. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm not sure how to, to review this, to be honest. Um, I, the, the text I sent to myself uh, tell a different story to, to what actually happened. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's quite difficult, really. Um, I think I'll just pick out the main points, really. Yeah. Um, friends of the show, Paradox, wow. were, yeah. were part of uh, stopping a, a three-on-one beatdown with... Uh, AJ Hughes and, and his lads are called Anarchy. Yeah. And I think it's Roy Lloyd that they stopped the beat down on. Yes. Um, I couldn't tell you which members of Paradox it was, unfortunately. Um, Did they have a guy with a big tattoo on his chest? Uh, couldn't tell you. Oh. Um, <laughs> so the, the match that they're trying to sell for the next show will be a uh, six-man tag. Oh, they, they did really well in, in terms of building to, to future shows. 
there was a pre-show match. Um, Matt Burns called there Christopher Drew, uh, Charles Kelsey, uh, Dougie Matthews and Regan about uh, issues at a previous show, Zero Hour, sorry. Um, he said that if Christopher Drew um, interrupts the main event three times, then he's going to be fired. Wow. Um, so that was that was good storytelling because you didn't know about that beforehand. Um, you've got... Uh, yeah, so one of the other major things as well was Club Tropicana against friend of the show, Sugar Dunkerton. And Party Boy Liam Perrin. This was fantastic. Uh, comedy match. There's a brilliant dance off, uh, <laughs> musical chairs. Yeah. And uh, Perrin won with a top rope elbow drop. The match itself was, was fantastic. The only thing I'd say uh, on reflection is it was Birmingham Pride. <laughs> and uh, Club Tropicana played to um, homosexual men. Yeah. And it, it's, it's still that. You know, comedy uh, hated kind of people, and I don't. I think we kind of should be past that, really. All right. I might be looking into. I might be looking into it too much, mm-hmm. but it, it just felt a little bit like, you know, uh, maybe it's time for a tag team to be good guys, uh, regardless of their sexuality. Um, Chantal Jordan. Is one for the future, definitely. Um, I can't wait to see her. Yeah, she, she's she's fantastic. Uh, her strikes, her kicks, her punches, uh, elbows, the way that she, um, you know, tells her opponent and stuff. She's she's really good now, but give her a few years, she's going to be someone that's going to be worldwide. I think. And the like, feuds with like Millie McKenzie and stuff would, would be amazing, I would imagine. Hmm. Um, just one second. Uh, and the the main event was Shropshire Hardstyle against Kelsey Regan and, and Dougie Matthews. I think Dougie Matthews has got star potential. Um, it, it was dressed in like a waistcoat and stuff, and I picked match straight away yeah um I, I think he's somebody in the infancy of his wrestling career but he was regan's like manager um during the, the talking statement earlier in the show and then he he was in the ring and uh, he looks he looks like he's got a lot of potential christopher drew is amazing as a manager um i think he's gonna like leave the Midlands scene and, and kind of get around the uk to be honest because he's uh, he's really really good. Uh, there was two warnings, so Christopher Drew didn't get fired. So we'll we'll see if they carry that forward to the next show. Um, and then the only other thing with that really, well, a couple of things is if you were walking past as a casual um, wrestling fan, you wouldn't yeah. have known the show was on. So it's disappointing they had no advertising from the actual venue. No. And then I was told that the next show is going to take place in Stoke. Oh. So that's a bit out of my way. So, um, yeah, um, fantastic. Uh, you know, Sugar Dunk to match. Um, and the show was, uh, you know, good standard of wrestling. Um, I apologise that some of it I couldn't really understand. The ring announcer did a good job, but 
showed who was in the matches, mm-hmm. but I was so far back by the merchandise tables I couldn't see. So yeah, good standard of wrestling, uh, fantastic comedy match, and uh, yeah, uh, enjoyable Saturday night um, out really. It's funny to think that when we interviewed Sugar in like February eighteen, he was just about to make his first tour. Now he's one of the most in demand guys in the British wrestling, and he's just made his progress. Oh, yeah. So. You you can see just from like because we got there, um, you know, just before the show, show happened, and you know he's talking in the ring, and you can see that he he just he just knows he knows wrestling. Yeah. When he when they were talking through certain things, it's like do this and do this, do this for this reason and and so on and so forth. He's just got a great mind for wrestling, so. Um, that's that's probably why he's in demand. In all honesty, obviously he's based in Leeds, so that's helped him get a lot of bookings in the UK and and hopefully in Europe and stuff. My only uh, regret is I didn't manage to get a picture of him no. because he <laughs> left during the uh, just before the the second half of the show. Oh, yeah, I'm so, so happy for him. I hope he's such a top bloke, and I'm, I hope this is just some starts great things for him. Yeah, I really enjoyed your interview with him, and and then obviously we've seen different clips and and just watching him in his matches. I just want to I want to see him wrestle, like proper properly wrestle as opposed to be in the comedy match. Yeah. Uh, going forward, but um, yeah, when it comes to comedy and stuff, he's he's one of the best I've seen really. He was in a really good match with um, Joe Hendry on this week's Preston City Wrestling on um, Fight Network. If you can track that down. Because he shines like one mocha skinned manimal representing the Daisy Hit Squad, Daisy Hit Dasteha. And you are listening to Broken but Glorious. Alright, so in part one, we'll discuss everything to do with the AEW title. So the pre show kicked off with the, the Casino Battle Royal for a spot in the first ever the match to be the first ever AEW champion. So I thought I thought it was a pretty good battle royal. The con- I don't think the concepts lit the light, the world on fire. I preferred the budget over the budget battle royal all in, but I think Paige was the right call here. So. I think it was um, with the concept. I don't think it helps the fact that not everyone knows what the entrance themes are. So I think mm-hmm. from what they had to work with, I think it was quite good the way they came out as a as a five and what have you, mm. due to people not knowing the entrance themes. But I think. Obviously, once they get more into it, then people understand who who's actually going to come out, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but no, overall, I, 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 I thought it was a great start. I think it was quite good as well for the um, uh, obviously the fact that that was a free to wear match. I guess people into into it and everything. Um, a few people, are, a few wrestlers there that uh, impressed me. Is it Orange Cassidy? Also, also yeah. the, the King of yeah. Sloth Styles. <laughs> <laughs> I've been typing his name on YouTube like, just to see. Oh, that was hilarious. Um, yeah. He's become one of my favourites out of just that match in this game. <laughs> and his first tweet as well went on Twitter and he just went, oh shit, I forgot I'm doing this. <laughs> uh, this is just, uh, 
Um, and just that made me a crack up alone. Um, so he, I think loads of little stars like that came out of it, which I think is brilliant as well for any promotion when you need your comedy acts further down the card yeah. and what have you. Uh, so that was all great. And then, yeah, it's the correct winner. But I did also love um, I love the Havoc and Dreamer incidents for making it a bit hardcore. Yeah, I wish that would have gone on a little bit longer. So it's just what it... Has Havoc and Dreamer fought one-on-one in any promotion? Not to my knowledge. Uh, no, idea. Chris? no idea. That's a dream much, isn't big, it? I was going to say, certainly not on the big stage. That would be, that's just got a bit of a real over. So you've got old hardcore legend versus new hardcore, hopefully legend. Uh, yeah. So that, I think that speaks to that match just writes itself, doesn't it? Uh, so so I'm going next, sorry. Say, Billy Gunn, great pop as well for him. He looked in great shape as well. Um, that was good to see. But yeah, the correct winner, 100%. Um, I know there was disappointment when, when uh, we'll get into that later on, when Mox didn't come out, because I think that's whoever wanted us there. Surprise, a surprise pick for the match. But no, um, I think Adam, it was the correct decision for Hangman Adam Page. I think uh, I think this is the weakest match on the show, <laughs> which uh, I, th- I think obviously with like, the battle roll uh, aspect and stuff, I think it was interesting. It was good that they tried to do something new with it, so I'll give it that. I think people got opportunity to shine. Obviously, Jimmy Havoc uh, eliminating Tommy Dreamer and bringing in like the, the hardcore elements, stapling a lit cigarette to Joey Janela's head, for example. Yeah, um, <laughs> and. and and it was just like any other battle roar, really. Um, and, and obviously, with, with Hangman Page, the, the whole show was rewritten, wasn't it? Because it was first to be Pac versus Hangman Page. And then uh, the winner of the Battle Royal goes up against the, the, the first AEW champion. But yeah. obviously, that got rewritten because the match took place at a uh, wrestle gate, I think. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, Hangman Page is the, is the right winner. Um, and the, the Battle Royal was, was good fun. MJF really stood out. Yes, um, I was going to say that. I, I, I saw him for the first time when he was being interviewed by a friend of the show, Alicia Atow. So, um, and when she stormed off, I was like, this guy's got something. And yeah. and he was re- really good in the Battle Royal. And um, yeah, that, that was a really good... Uh, it was, you know, it was the right decision to play on Hangman Page and make him the, the new number one contender. Yeah, and then later in the show, they revealed the AEW world title. It was for Bret Hart bringing it to the ring. So, Oliver, are you happy to get your hero involved in AEW? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was supposed to be Rip Flair, wasn't it? But uh, was it? he was having um, some surgery, so uh, some, some really needed surgery. So. Um, it's once again it's it's shots fired at WWE, isn't it? Uh, but for the for the longest time, they they can't. Bret Hart comes and goes from WWE, doesn't he? So yeah, he's got, he doesn't um, know the man Well, it's it, it's one of those things where they they like recognising him and they don't recognise him and stuff. So no, um, yeah, I had no idea it was, was going to be Bret Hart, so that was pretty cool and. And yeah, it's just to if you want the the, the best there is to, to kind of endorse your title, then that's exactly how you do it, don't you? I think um, that was a great segment as well. First of all, great seeing Jack Whitehall as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd to be better Jack Whitehall. He actually didn't stand out of place as well. It wasn't like when he was introducing Bret Hart, he 
oh, what the fuck is he on about? He actually, I know he didn't have an awful lot to do, but he actually didn't look at the praise and so on. No. The way yeah. introduced Bret Hart was pretty good. Um, but going back to what I just mentioned, um, the highlight of this segment for me was MJF. Yeah, I think definitely. he's one of the best heels in, in, in wrestling at the moment. I um, first saw MJF in, uh, first mention of New Orleans, uh, in New Orleans last year. Uh, <laughs> MJF, and I thought he was, uh, it was the first time I ever saw him, and he, every every show he was at, he was just, he really impressed me of his, uh, his heel patron. I was a bit worried at the time, I was thinking, well, going through my head at the time was, well, we got Spike Trevay in England, so it's just an American version, but... Um, this is no disrespect to Spike Trevay at all, he's a talent as well. But MJF really has taken his games to the next level since that weekend of WrestleMania 30, um, the WrestleMania 34 weekend. He's just gone from strength to strength, only, only at the age of 23 as well. So yeah. Sky, oh, wow. Sky really is the limit for him. But the segment was brilliant. I absolutely pissed my pants at the um, uh, when he goes, Brett, look at this, for that. I know we shouldn't laugh, but it's like, which could have quite serious but uh, but no, that, that made me happy that was brilliant fantastic and you could actually tell, I mean from hearing from what people who were actually at the show apparently they kept looking at Bret Hart apparently he was trying hard not to laugh as well because yeah. he was so impressed <laughs> in uh, MJF's promo but no I think he was the start of that and then yeah then obviously had Habit coming out as well uh, which See, he's a fantastic talker Nick but have you seen him wrestle what's he's his re- wrestling ability like he's really good wrestler I've seen him really good yeah. I mean we've all gone back now since I last saw him wrestle and we all, we all go back a good um, yeah, yeah good over, over well over a year so um, but from memory yeah he was brilliant I remember in that pro because I remember it was at a progress show he really stood out because it was the um, they did a Thunder Bastard match and um him, he was brilliant. I mean, not just because he came out and cut like a pro, the most lagging off progress, and that he'll be coming over to, uh, and they'll be paying him to come over every week now. Um, <laughs> but he, he, I remember in the match, he was very good as well. And he also had a very good match as well at later on in the evening at the Joey um, Janela Spring Break. He had a great match from memory. Uh, admittedly, that at that point, that was midnight when the show started, and the beer and general tiredness <laughs> took its toll so um, but yeah. no he from memory yeah he is a very good wrestler as well he's on, he's on a major league wrestling he's the leader of the dynasty and he's brilliant so, so. I think you found you I think you found you a new love interest yeah. for a major league wrestler yeah. <laughs> well I know that's brilliant so it's, I can't believe it's took me two years to find it so. is you selling it to me <laughs> so uh, what did you think of the, the belt design so it's not quite the 24-7 belt, is it? Come on! After seeing, after being disappointed, God knows how many times, with, with the belts getting introduced, <laughs> I think it could, after the hideous belt of the 24-7 belt, I don't think it would have been better than that, but no, I thought it was a pretty good design. I think it looks like yeah. a bit of a love child between the IWPG and the um, Gifts of the Gods title and Lucha Underground. It's kind of a bit of both. So love child of them. I thought I thought it was a bit busy when I first saw it, but it's grown on me a bit since. So. Mm, it's, it's a nice title, I think. Yeah. Didn't didn't Brett hold up to the wrong camera? <laughs> yeah, I don't think they actually. I think did Jack Whitehall had to hold it up to the hard cam <laughs> in the end because he kept holding it. So well, or when he held it up, they'll point somewhere else. But yeah. <laughs> All right. So then the, we had the main event. So the winner would be the. Would, 
uh, would face Page for the AEW Championship at a later date. I don't think it's been announced yet. So we had uh, Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega. I thought this is a very good main event. Um, I don't think it was near the level of the uh, past matches in New Japan. But the, the story was basically Omega couldn't hit the one big angel, similar to when his matches with Ricardo. And oh. it was very... the, only thing, the only thing that concerns me with this is if you look at the two matches that they've had, yeah. there's been a hardcore elements to both matches. Do you, so think, do you think Jericho need... has to have it now because he's 48 years old? And... Yeah, it's a shame that that's the case, really, because it would be really cool to see Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, with without weapons and stuff, proper, you know, drag out wrestling match. That would that would be what, what I'd be really interested in, especially if he's going to add in MMA elements and stuff. You could have a, a wrestling match, couldn't you? But mm. um, yeah, that, that's the part of disappointment, really. Um, the use of the weapons and stuff. But it got across the, the fact that the referee's discretion is, you know, more important in AEW than other promotions because, you know, there was obviously weapon use in the main event. Yeah. But they needed a winner, so they just let it slide, which was, which was uh, really good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I thought it was a very good main event. Um, yeah, maybe not as good as the... As their match at uh, Wrestle Kingdom uh, a few years ago, um, I, I think um, it was still a very good main event. Uh, maybe the finish to the match might sort of had a, maybe a bit where we're thinking, or maybe what, it was you, what do you think of Jericho's new finisher? Well, that's the thing. I think it's quite risky doing a new finisher on a paper, on a first ever pay per view. Yeah, uh, trying a new finisher because I personally expect the three counts to go, and it wasn't like the crowd were counting down as well, like the grid like a proper aggressive one, two, three. So um, maybe that's something that I don't know. But I thought overall, no complaints. It was also going to be quite difficult to follow. What were two absolutely incredible matches as well? Um, mm-hmm. But no, overall, the main event. And to be honest, I don't think that you, I don't think anyone was going to go away moaning about it. So, and I think even to be fair, if that had finished just that, I don't think anyone would have cared. But the fact that we then saw what happened after made it just even more better. What do you think? So I, think, the I think if you didn't see the before the bell on AEW, though, you wouldn't know about Jericho's new finisher, would you? No. So, so but did anyone else think that, sorry, Chris, anyone else um, kind of think that Amiga was Bret Hart and Jericho was Shawn Michaels in, in terms of how they were preparing for the match? I thought you were about to say uh, Jericho was Tom McGee. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because Amiga was running up like a snow-covered Winnipeg and Jericho was in the gym, you know, doing MMA moves and, and working on his new finisher. It just made me think of the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels build-up to WrestleMania 12. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah no, I can see what saying there. Um, I could understand that. I'm, I'm sorry, I just literally remember what I was going to say as well. Um, I think you touched on it. I did love Jericho's entrance as well with the uh, all of the gimmicks with the yeah. lion, lion heart one. Then that's with the, cool. um, I did love the uh, the, list. the list, and then the um, the when he did the return with the uh, the up jacket like he did in 2012. Um, I suppose there's not really another one he could have done. Really, was there? I hope Jericho's got him trademarked because the WWE's going to come call him. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah, I was, yeah. You know what I mean? 
So if there were shots fired because of something else that happened on the show, I don't know what that says to WWE. <laughs> so what do you think of the conspiracy theory that New Japan asked for um, Jericho to win this as he's the number one contender for Dominion? I don't, I don't know that, but if you look at who should have won the match based on everything that was going to ha- happen and happened afterwards and stuff, it had to be Jericho. Yeah. Um, he's got this multi-year contract, the the biggest contract of his career. He's he built it up and stuff. He's saying that he's the reason why AEW is going to TNT drama in you know in, in the fall and and stuff like that. So you you kind of have to work. The biggest star has to be him. But the the only concern is when it's time for for him and others to move aside. Will they do it? Because if you've got this in a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract, um, there's only so many spots at the top of the card. You know, everyone wants to be the main event, don't they? I think it will help that the fact that he's obviously not doing like every single show every night of the week, pretty much. So mm. that that will help as well. That the AEW schedule is obviously going to be good yeah. sort of thing so <laughs> I mean that, that would definitely help but I think Jericho versus Hangman Page um, that should be a great match isn't it? that should be an absolute fantastic match yeah so before we get into our predictions about that match what do you think um, post match John Moxley arrived and laid out Jericho with it we still call it Dirty Deeds kicks of the gutter now and DD2 fighter Dirty wow I did not expect that coming well I've still been so, and even since he released that video on Twitter, um, I've been saying it's been a work. Um, I think, I think uh, he's got to he's got to win the title, and he's got to pay on WWE and throw it in a bin. He's going to do, he's going to do a <laughs> juicer. Oh, it's all a conspiracy theory. He's mocked to the Lex Luger of AEW. Oh, he didn't come out puffy shirts. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's class. I think it's just done. Like I said, though, before he even came out, I think I would have been happy enough with the way the show finished. Yeah, but. The way they did it was just brilliant. JR commentary absolutely outstanding as well. That was that was brilliant. Um, that reminds me again why JR's the best. Um, oh, it was just fantastic. It was so brilliant. It was so brilliantly done. Uh, hitting it on Jericho, then turning his attention to Omega, uh, and then going on to obviously onto the, onto the chips, and then how brutal was that throwing? Throwing Amiga off the um off the off, off there through the stage. I just can't remember the last time I watched a wrestling pay per view show where it's been that fan, like brilliant of a finish, an aggressive finish like that, where it's just sends the fans home going bonkers. Really, um, and I thought it was just brilliant. And then what an image to finish your show where you've got Ambrose on top of uh, sorry, Moxley, yeah, Moxley on top of the chips. Yeah, um, and I thought yeah, just excellent. And then I think as well. Um, I like the way they quickly did the tweet after it happened. Moxie's just signed a new, well, signed a brand, uh, signed a contract with AEW, which was just superb. And it had, it just had everyone buzzing, didn't it? The internet was buzzing. And that picture says a thousand words of the middle finger stuck up by Evan Cody. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if you look at it, though, uh, um, uh, Ambrose Moxley's based in Las Vegas. So it was, it was all set up if. If that needed to happen, kind of thing. But uh, yeah, him coming in and attacking Jericho, Amiga, the referee. Um, 
it was it was all really cool. Uh, I think the ending, uh, you know, pushed it to, to where it needed to be in terms of uh, match quality. There was other matches that could have finished the show before that ending, so mm. that was the perfect ending for for the, you know for the show really. Yeah, so what are your predictions for Jericho versus Page? Do you think it'll just be stay as a one on one, or do you think they'll somehow add Moxley into the match? I think Moxley wrestle Omega. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Jericho. Yeah, no, Jericho will wrestle. It'll be a one on one Jericho Hangman Page. But I think Jericho win personally. I think the fact that you've said it yourself, he's the biggest star. Naming that they're going to want the TV deal. I'd, there's no harm in having him as the first time champion. Um, so I can't look past Jericho and I don't think anyone's really going to be that disappointed because he's one of the biggest names in the wrestling industry, really well-loved man in the wrestling industry. For a first time ever, champions get the ball rolling. I don't think you could ask for a better man, really, could you, in all honesty? I think if the match quality's there, then I don't think people will care who the champion is, if it's Jericho. But if the match quality dips below what people are expecting, then uh, I think there might be a bit of a, uh, an uproar of Jericho's champion over somebody like Hangman Page. Yeah. But it's understandable because obviously the TV deal's in place. They've got ITV4 over here, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the future as well as TNT drama. So um, it's probably in their best interest to go into that with uh, Jericho's champion. So, you know, Hangman Page might win it in June, July. I mean, they're not going to uh, TNT drama or ITV until September, October time, are they? So um, there's, there's still room to manoeuvre there, really. And if that's, it was such a great main event scene. If you've got Jericho Page, Moxley, Omega, you've got MJF in there, probably Pack in there as well. Um, Cody and have an eight man challenge. <laughs> we put Pentagon and Ray in there as well. <laughs> uh, that's, that's too much. Alright, so in part two, we will be discussing the rest of the elite. This is the infamous Cameron Solis, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. So um, we'll start with the AAA World Tag Team Championship match between the champions of Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros. Uh, who wants to go first on this one? Me. Yeah. Uh, this was was my match of the night. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I think you sent me a match between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros in the, the chat a while ago. Um, and... Just going into this match, you're just thinking these are two of the best tag teams in the world, and then it's just it's just mesmerising. The match was. Uh, it's one of the greatest tag matches I've seen in my 27 plus years as a wrestling fan. The the manoeuvre that Phoenix does uh, when he when he runs up the ropes, then kicks. Uh, I think Nick Jackson. Uh, and then jumps across the ropes to do to a Hurricane Rana on Nick Jackson yeah. was uh, my mum of the night. I actually tweeted about it and he liked it and uh, yeah. retweeted it, which is pretty cool. But um, yeah, that was an unbelievable match. 
and because of how historic the, the AAA tag titles are uh, and the, the way the match was and stuff, if the, the ending to the uh, Jericho Omega match, I mean, it was, it was a really good match, don't get me wrong, we're, we're talking it down, but um, this could have quite easily closed the show and everyone would have just gone home with big smiles on their faces because it was an outstanding match. I think um, one thing I will say about this match, it was just fantastic. And it again reminds me of how much I love tag team wrestling. I just love JR's uh, quote. Um, I was going to get that up, actually, his quote, uh, what he said during the match, because I think he just hit the nail on the head, and it was also a bit of a dig as well uh, at other promotions. Um, I did, I was going to get it up right now, the quote. Um, yeah, sorry. Is is there any excuse for tag team wrestling not to be great? No. <laughs> I think that's spot on. When you've got tag teams like that in the ring, there is absolutely no excuse for it not to be. And I absolutely love that, but it also got me a bit angry as well that we have again got in WWE fantastic tag teams like the Revival and what have you, so Gallows Anderson, and we're seeing them getting back shaped. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it, that made me just really angry again. Of why we've had to put up with rubbish tag team wrestling in WWE for so long when in my opinion when even when you look at NXT we've seen still one of the best matches in recent years when it was DIY versus um, versus the Revival yeah how good the Revival versus American Alpha as well but this was just absolutely incredible Um, and again I just at AEW I think they can really um, I think they can almost rip revolutionised tag team wrestling as well um, in this promotion and I think so it, just, it was just a fantastic match and again, I think again it's just them again just proving how great tag team wrestling is yeah I agree the match was excellent so. just the both to both teams emptying their entire arsenal on each other just to win titles and it was oh, just close fall after close fall and well, just for me, I just, the near falls were were incredible. Yeah, I think, I think tag team wrestling is just such a great part of wrestling as a whole, and it, it really is. I just it really does annoy me when other promotions don't take it as seriously as it because it's just fantastic. I've seen, I've been lucky enough to see some brilliant tag team wrestling live as well. I've seen in progress. Uh, I've seen some brilliant tag team wrestling, and again, it just really is infuriating that. Uh, because again this just proves that two absolutely fantastic tag teams and they put on a world match that I'd, I just want to see more brilliant tag team wrestling because it is one of the fine arts of wrestling in my opinion yeah the tag team division is going to be amazing because you've got teams like uh, SCU you've got Best Friends Evans and Angelico Super Smash Brothers and then you've got these two tag teams plus um, oh, I can't remember the Japanese the Young Hearts no? the Chinese team at the beginning Strong hearts. Strong hearts. They look great as well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot out there. There's a lot of great tag teams out there. Yeah, and I think it will be a true highlight of the, the, the promotion, the tag team division. But, I think it's been the highlight of the promotion so far, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> I, I absolutely adored this one. Right, so before we get into the Cody Dustin I want to see how great the pr- promo package was before it got you really into the mood for this match so. yeah I agree really good. best promo of the night by a mile 
I think it just hit everything on the on the head. I heard promos in for all of their stick. WWE does put on some great video packages, which helps. And AEW straight away have just almost leveled it because that with that promo, I thought it was exceptional. Uh, any promotion, I think it's it key putting on a, um, a great video package before a match to get obviously to sell it to fans, mm. and it completely did just that. Um, and then, yeah, huge fan of Cody's entrance theme as well. I thought that was a... I've had that stuck in my head. What, uh, what did you think of his... Uh, Cody's, pretty pre, cool thing. Cody's pre-match message to Triple H? Oh, WWE. absolutely fantastic. I'm glad okay. we mentioned that. It was my, one of my favourite... God, again, there's just so much great parts about this show. <laughs> uh, that was one of those. Absolutely brilliant. Buddy. I just love the fans. The fans really... I think the fans as well were near it. Catching the camera really helped this as well. The passion with their pints and hands sticking middle fingers up to the chair. I think the fans were brilliant as well. And the, uh, it was just great to see a, a final audience as well um, on TV, obviously on, on camera. That was just brilliant. They've done all of them aggressively. It was almost like you're watching like a almost like a, like a football match when you've got I don't know like when you've got like a sub or someone warming up uh, who takes like a little bit of smirk at the um, at the fans that he's warming up in here. I thought it was just brilliant. I was a bit confused when he came out and there was a chair there. I was like, well, what's this going to happen? At the end, is there going to be crowned something? Or that doesn't... But then it was, when... was it? The King of the Ring match. Yeah. <laughs> well, when he got there and then Brandy, Brandy gave him a sledgehammer, I was like, oh, no, well, definitely, I just know what's going to happen now. So like... well, I didn't click until... Because when he got given the sledgehammer, I was like, oh, that's quite funny. Uh, I just thought I'd use it use it during the match sort of thing hmm. um, then I was like oh crap oh, I kept walking I was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I love what they're doing I love what they're doing here and yeah going on back onto her as well was brilliant but as I say the fans really helped this as well they're aggressive <laughs> with their aggressive sort of <laughs> middle fingers sticking their middle fingers up at it as well and Cody smashing it for off it that was just a great moment as well um, it was just brilliant the way it was done yeah, I thought I thought this this possibly Cody's best performance since leaving WWE. I think, um, and Dustin's one of his be- finest performances ever. I think. I just, um, he gets better with age, I'll say. He's he um, selling like a million dollars, and he's bleeding buckets of blood. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, that, was, that was a bit sickly. And it was convincing that he, could, that he could hang with his brother. And it was oh, it was bloody. It was emotional. It was great heat. Everything about this match I loved. It's my match of the year in all promotions by already. Um, right. it, just had, it had absolutely everything, didn't it? It was brilliant. Um, and to be fair to this match as well, uh, um, I, mean, I was more going to say this bit to the end. In fact, I'll say this what I was going to make then to the end. But um, no, it was just a fantastic match. It really did give you an old school feel of what wrestling was like. What wrestling used to be amazing uh, in some people's eyes. Um, it was just incredible the match from start to finish I love I say I'm not saying blood because I, I personally do really like blood in wrestling I'll, I'll be honest um, if it's, if it's used people, sparingly it's very effective but if you have it in every match yeah, it's a bit like, so. yeah that's the thing yeah they didn't do it in every match at AEW which would have made it like what the heck are you doing but um, mm. having it having the odd like, I used to love the days when Shawn Michaels would lose gallons I thought that really I think it does help a lot when you're trying to sell something and when you've even got, when you especially got JR or someone in commentary, probably brought attention to it. Going, I think that just helps. But so you had everything in this match, and you had the hardcore feel, you had the 
you had the uh, emotional feel, you had the bit of technical, you had the wrestling technical ability. I also liked as well with um, El Hebner kicking out Randy Rose and DDP coming out to <laughs> get, get with her as well. Um, she did a great spear in this match, Elsa, on the Goldust. Dustin, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was just such a great match. And, and with Dustin as well, I remember I remember how good he was in towards the end of 2013, I want to say, when they had the, um, the, when they had the Cody Rhodes run, when they had the Rhodes versus the McMahon sort of feud with the Shield. Yeah. Um, I thought that was fantastic as well. The Brotherhood. The Brotherhood, yeah. And so that went all down the pan. Uh, and that was just fantastic until WWE cocked that up. So, um, it was just, um, no, it was, this match was just everything can say. It's probably, yeah, probably my match of the year in all promotions. Wow. So if you didn't have a frog in your throat at the end post-match when Cody tells Dustin he can't retire, he's going to fight next month in the fate to fall and him and Dustin can face the young bucks. He doesn't need a partner or a friend. He needs a brother. And then they share a hug to a big pop. If you didn't have a frog in your throat, you're not a wrestler. <laughs> no, I think as well, what really helped is the fact that the fact that he actually, you know, I think he actually like when he went really high pitched when he said, "I need my older brother," because he obviously yeah. he was trying to hold tears in. Yeah. That that just added to it. So that really helped it. I mean, it was a great sort of speech anyway. But that just when you had that little real life touch, that just made it even better, and it just really added to the story to, the, to what was happening. And, and yeah, if anyone didn't have a tear in their eye, then yeah, you're cold hearted, aren't you? Yeah. Oliver, do you think the Bucks versus Cody and Dustin could be for tag team titles, maybe? Uh, yeah, if the if the Bucks have still got the AAA tag team titles. Um, I, was, I was thinking introduce the AEW tag team titles. Oh, okay. Um, Because it is, it's, it's the first time they've, they've teamed, isn't it, for the longest time. So, um, but you know, obviously, Lucha Brothers versus the Bucks is probably the best two tag teams in the company. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess name value wise, they could quite easily make it for the AEW um, tag team titles. Yeah, I, I guess from a from a name value, definitely. So, who do you think is going to win this match? Young Bucks or Cody and Dustin? Uh, it depends how long Dustin's going to go for, doesn't it, really? Um, you know, obviously the performance, like Nick said, it's it was a, a gripping performance, really. It was it was it was a bit like uh, the wrestler, the film. Yeah. <laughs> As in, you know, the, the emotion and everything in it. Obviously, Dustin. Has, has been fantastic uh, for the longest time, you know, coming in as gold dust in WWE, uh, WWF at the time, uh, you know, teaming with Booker T and stuff, so he's, he's got on such a rollercoaster of a career. Uh, and then, you know, coming to, to fight his younger brother, going toe-to-toe with him, bleeding like a hog. Yeah. I mean, that, that was uncomfortable at times, you know, honestly. Um, and... Yeah, it just it's just a, a, a fantastic performance. Like Nick said, it's probably the best Cody Rhodes has looked uh, post WWE. Um, the best Dustin's looked in in years, but 
has he really been given the opportunity to look any any better than uh, on a Saturday night? No. Has yeah. Cody been given that opportunity? Yes and no. Obviously, the, the match against Nick Aldis for the NWA title that all in was was fantastic. That was Cody Rhodes close to his best, and he he obviously had the opportunity against Kota Ibushi and uh, Kenny Omega too in New Japan, didn't he? So yeah. Um, yeah, they they haven't mentioned the AEW tag titles yet, but um, yeah, that, that could be the uh, the match to uh, to introduce the titles. Yeah, definitely. Right, so in part three, we'll be rounding up the rest of the show, giving our thoughts on the show as a whole. But... Hello, everyone. This is the interview queen Alicia too, and you're listening to me on Broken but Glorious. So we've mentioned. Um, John Moxley and Bret Hart, but there was lots of surprises on the show. What were some of your favourites? Awesome Kong. She was cool. Yeah. I thought that was brutal. I didn't expect that at all as well. That she did on the screen. When Brandy came out, um, I must admit, the first person that went through my mind was Sasha Banks. She's put out the contract still. She's, so, on, she's on the contract uh, till like, October, Bret Banks. I thought Brandy Rose was going to wrestle, to be honest. As soon as she said That's awesome, I thought awesome Kong. I, I, I did honestly think that. I, I think the fact she came out in wrestling game made it almost too obvious. Um, yeah. yeah. But then, um, yeah, when she said it was awesome, that's when it clicked. But I thought at the start, I was like, oh, who could it be? And I think every, my one I thought was going to be was Emma, or um, I forgot what's her name at the moment, Tess. Tess Was there anyone who you were unfamiliar with, but you're now really excited to see? Yeah, the uh, one I mentioned in the Battle Royal, uh, MJ uh, Cassidy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that that really that really gets me excited. Um, and then, well, this is one that's probably going to raise a few eyebrows, but I'm really excited to see Kip Sabian uh, in a serious promotion. Yeah. Uh, it's not it's not me taking a dig at. Um, uh, the one that was on ITV, I just feel that that obviously wasn't wrestling as such. It was more of a, a Saturday night entertainment show, and I feel with Kip saying I never heard of him until he was on um, World of Sport, Wrestling, World of Sport Wrestling. So to actually see him in a proper wrestling match of high level, high high pressure states and what have you, um, uh, really impressed me on the pre-show. So he's one I, as I said, I've heard of him, but. To actually see him in a, in a great match, I'm excited to see where he would go. And um, yeah, they're, they're the ones that so I'm, I'm quite excited about going forward. Yeah, I thought his match against Sammy Guevara was, was fantastic. Like I, said. I think it was probably uh, the fourth best match on the show. That, that, that it was. Show it was really good. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing that, that I was um, I was thinking, I don't know if you guys picked up on this. Um, 
you're, you're a UK fan. You casually watch wrestling. You've tuned in to see Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian. You see them both in the pre-show. What's your um, reasoning for buying the card? Jericho versus Omega is the main event. You're a casual fan and you want to see the UK wrestlers, but they've both been on the pre-show. And obviously, we didn't know Havoc was going to be part of the MJF uh, AEW uh, Championship revealing. Mm. So, the UK guys that already be on the show. There was, Pac was obviously going to be fighting Hangman Page. That got scratched off the card. Those two have both been on the pre-show. You're probably not going to see him on the main show. As a UK casual wrestling fan who has, wants to see those two guys, what would why would you buy the card? That's In all fairness, that's what I was thinking. Those who obviously like Havoc and Kip Saban, they probably like they probably enjoy wrestling enough to buy the buy the show anyway. Um, mm. I think the um, I think the whole point of AEW is to get the the ones who um, who aren't really into indies, then we'll just install WWE over the fence or. It's Fans who have lost faith in WWE, it's a chance to give them a new promotion. Mm-hmm. So I, I think those who say who were wants to see Havoc and Sabian, I think they haven't bought the show anyway. In all honesty, there might be a very small minority who just watch UK wrestling and don't watch any other wrestling. But I think the majority of people who, who um, yeah, I think the majority of people who obviously like Havoc and Sabian would have bought the show anyway. Yeah, I think so, Cole. Uncensored versus a strong cast was a really good opening match. Yes, but yeah, I definitely. definitely think you could have uh, switched, well, not, not necessarily switched, but put uh, Sammy Guevara versus Skip Saban as your opening match, and that would have done the same job, in all honesty. I, I thought it was uh, in, in terms of getting somebody to buy the show because of a UK wrestler being on the main card. You could have easily done it for that match. So, um, yeah. Uh, in, in terms of just uh, with what Nick said, in, in terms of who I, I saw and I'm looking forward to seeing again, um, I think Sammy Guevara is one I've, I've heard of before. I think his performance was really good. The the tag team of Jack Evans and Angelica. Yeah, they're on my list. Uh, if, if we're going to talk about that match. But um, yeah, Jack Evans is still as crazy as he was in Ring of Honor, to be honest. Yeah, I've seen them both wrestle singles action before. I've, I've never seen them teaming together, so, and they're a really exciting team and they do some great t- team moves. So. Absolutely, when you know when uh, Jack Evans was jumping off, you know, uh, one of the guys' backs to to fly outside the ring. I mean. <laughs> Obviously, I said about the moment night being Nucci Brothers versus the Young Bucks, but that was up there as well. Just a shame the camera didn't catch it. Yeah, yeah the second time round, that's that's one of the, the the bad things that happened really on the night. Um, certain matches didn't get replays after the match, which was disappointing because that match had a lot to offer. The uh, best friends against uh, Evans and um, Angelica. If you didn't see, it was kind of blinking. You you missed some of the, the awesome athleticism. Yeah, I've got I've got um, Akira Shida from the, the six women tag team match. She looks great. She looks like a Mortal Kombat character. 
I can't wait to see more of her. I think all the Japanese ladies did great in their match. That was one of the matches I was least looking forward to, and it was brilliant. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, Luchasaurus is now my three-year-old's favorite wrestler. He's a he's a lizard man who wrestles like a lucha out of the black, so he's just happy. He's a, a lizard that kicks people in the face. <laughs> Why else was there not to love? This? <laughs> and he and he, and he, he, he eliminated Joey Janela, so I'd love to see a, a feud between the two of them going forward. That was a crazy elimination as well. The way he, he fell on the uh, table. The way he cracked that table. Yeah. Yeah, really took it. And we kept kept replaying that. <laughs> we played that about four yeah. times. <laughs> so, what were your overall thoughts on the show as a whole? Then, so. fantastic. Um, it's it's probably show of the year so far. Um, it'll take a lot to be here. I think the the show got better and better as it went on. Um, Obviously, with uh, Dustin and, and Cody and Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks being, being t- two of the best matches, I guess the the match quality, you know, decreased when it got to the main event. And it, and I hate to say that, but because of how good the matches were before it, it's completely understandable it did. But uh, yeah, show of the year so far. Uh, it's going to take a lot to beat it. Uh, fantastic debut for AEW Wrestling. Or a all the wrestling, sorry. I, I quite agree. I think this is one of the most ex- exciting times to be a, a wrestling fan. They put on that promotion. They've proven it can work. The sky's the limit of this company. It really is. Um, and as I say, if this doesn't force WWE to start booking stuff differently, change that promotion, then nothing will. Um, and I just think, if you're a wrestling fan, this is... This is just so exciting times. We finally got after after many people's eyes drab years. We're now going to get fantastic, what we hope fantastic reference from both promotions. And um, I think mean, just exciting times. What I really loved the most about AD, which made it a bit unique, we touched it briefly about the way they did the referees at the start. They gave them almost like their their, their roles actually are, uh, they actually are worth they're worth something. Yeah. Um, they're not they're not just morons on camera basically um, so well Jim Ross would call them by the full names of exactly these, uh, yeah well, I think that yeah. really little, little stuff like that goes a long way which really does help and I think it actually had overhill it almost had whether it's just obviously it's on IT box office whether it's whether it's simply not WWE were watching but it almost felt like at times I was watching like a UFC sort of uh, thing just with the whole the way they would do it, but the way it was, uh, the way it was just coveraged, I found with the commentators being up quite high, I liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just had a very good feel to it. And I'm the one thing I've got to say at this moment in time, because Nick said about Jim Ross earlier, Excalibur was fantastic. Yeah, I, I wasn't too keen on the other guy. I thought all three of them, all three of them were brilliant. I was really excited about them. The one who was one of them, the Mastro. Excalibur. Excalibur. Yeah, because uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah, no, he. Um, he did a he did a, he runs um, WrestleCon, which is obviously out there do the WrestleCon show before WrestleMania weekend. Um, he came out and cut a promo, um, and he could just tell straight away from one man's promo. I know he was um, obviously uh, it was quite a sad circumstance. I know he was more than Mark Hitchcock, uh, sadly passed away like before the New Orleans. WrestleMania weekend, uh, you could just tell he had such a passion for wrestling, and that came across as well in the commentary. I thought he was excellent, uh, and little stuff about him. And also, just hearing 
reports with the young backs doing a lot of media the next day. I really love this point and scoring system as well. If you win a match, it's not just gonna. We're not all gonna have. Uh, <laughs> we're not all gonna have brain brain loss and think, oh yeah, that doesn't matter. They've yeah. won a match. They'll lose the next week to to a jobber. Um, so I like the point scoring system that goes long way. You get a point and it puts you into the the title opportunities and what have you that it's, it's going to be taken seriously I, I, I hope they do something similar to Cara where if you win three matches in a row you're a, you can get a title match uh, yeah I, I really love that sort of stuff I, I really like the um, what progressed it towards um, last year when they had like a point system they did a three and in when um, they had to uh, do it for Wembley if you win three matches in a row then you you main event you yeah. main event Wembley basically and that's what they did um, so I Stuff like that, I think it just helps, and it makes every match mean something. That every match isn't just going to be a little worthless match. Almost every match will have the, the winner will. I know you obviously have your grudge match, but if you have a, man, a match on like a, a random show, it means something. That it's going to go noticed, and you, if you do win, you're going to be in a, a title picture. So, just little things like that really, really do help with wrestling promotion. I'm just so excited to see where this is going. It's the most exciting I've ever. Now, after watching a wrestling show, I'd say that not just for, for after watching a brilliant show, but just the excitement of how far this company can go. And if, as I say, if you're a wrestling fan, you, if you're not excited right now, then I think one that's the question if it's actually it's actually for you, wrestling. <laughs> Might need to check your pulse. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was ve- it was very laid out, like a New Japan show where they had the because they had a great. Pre-show with a battle royal and a, 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 a great match, and it made you want to buy the pay-per-view because it wasn't just them talking constantly, and they didn't put adverts in the matches, which which was great. Um, and then the first I half, think they were trying to sell the pay-per-view on the pre-show. Though it's like, well, that's their like job. So. Tune in for fifteen pound on the ITV box office. Yeah, but you didn't do that. That, that, that could be a new drinking game. If you go back and listen to the pre-show, every time that somebody says that, have a drink, obviously, have a soft drink in my instance, but you guys can drink alcohol. Yeah, but they didn't have a big advert in the middle of a match and then have the no, match in a little box. That's, that's horrendous when they do that yeah. in WWE. Yeah, and then the first half of the show was fun, multi-man, flippy matches. And then they had the three main events in the second half of the show, which were longer matches, and the, it, was, it was perfectly paced as well. So, and then and it was only was it just over three hours? It wasn't like a massive. It was uh, almost three and three quarter hours. I think. Was it? It, it, it? There's only one one negative thing actually. Um, you said you could do this, Chris, but um, you you couldn't record the show. That's that's really frustrating for me. I paid fourteen ninety five, and I, I couldn't record it because I'm a first time ITV box office subscriber. Um, I'm guessing Nick, you couldn't do it either. Um, I could have done, but um, I had to do it in the end. Well, it's because I, I I was out on Saturday, so um, I couldn't watch it Saturday night. Uh, as as, as soon as I got my confirmation email, Sunday. so I plan on just buying. Sorry. Since I got no. my confirmation email, I could record, I could Sky Plus the show. I probably could have done, uh, but me being an idiot, I left have, it. Have so. you ordered something on ITV box office before, Chris? No, this was the first time I've done it, but I did it earlier, earlier in the day on Saturday. Uh, I, I, I did it when I got back, so I don't know. 
I would have wanted to keep that show because, like I said, if you look at it, the, the weakest part was the Battle Royal, but there's still some great moments. I don't think I'll be able to keep it. I think it'll delete itself after a week or so. Okay, uh, every match was, was good or better with, you know, two outstanding matches and a, a really good main event. So, yeah, really, do we think that we got our money's worth? Yeah, 100%. To put it lightly. Uh, so I was going to buy it on the Monday on the um, box office place for stubs and repeats at midday on Monday. So I had to, uh, I bought it on TV player and just watched it through the computer on uh, Monday, which obviously not as great watching it through a TV. But Do you think the thing is with that as well, we, we were on a bank holiday. Why would you stop the coverage at midday and... Bank holiday. Yeah, that, was, that, that really that did one up a little bit. But I, I think that's a bad just... idea, to be honest, because people would have wanted something to do, uh, probably prior to the, the playoff final. You know, you got three hours there, uh, and then after the playoff final, something to do. And like you said, Nick, they cut it off at midday, which was a bit strange. Mm-hmm. They didn't stop old Nick, though. Nick had a plan B up his sleeve. Yeah, being a TV player. He watched the championship final, and he also got a bit of a harvester as well, which I would not recommend anyone going to. But that's another story. <laughs> Despite how good the free salad bar is. No, you fill up on the salad bar, and then he goes, you want to main me? I'm like, no, I'll just fill up on the salad bar. Yeah. <laughs> and it comes up. Pull on the salad bar. <laughs> Alright, so, anything else you want to talk about? That's how you end the show, isn't it? Go on. <laughs> Alright, so thanks. Maybe Maybe don't include Harvester in our tweet when we're previewing the show. Though. <laughs> I said before, uh, we might get some free food. Yeah, that's not a bad show. I do like their breakfasts though, when you can order like seven bacon's and stuff. <laughs> not that I do that. <laughs> <laughs> right, so before we go, um, I interviewed um, the promoter of Wrestling Four, Alex Talbot, earlier this evening. Um, it'll be released on Friday lunchtime. Um, he came on to promote his upcoming show, Wrestling for Young Lives Against Cancer, which is going to be on the 7th of June. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Follow us on Twitter, it's at BBGWPod. Search for us on Facebook, it's Broken But Glorious, and Instagram, it's BBGWPod. I think. Yeah. And we have a partnership with powerslam.tv, so if you use the promo code Broken Free, you get a free month on there. So, do that. Highly recommend Power Slam TV. It's really good. Yeah, I've got it on my work computer watching at lunchtime. <laughs> really good. Uh, Watch the Montreal Theory, which was a, a good way to spend five and a half hours <laughs> if you've got that much time. Yeah. And friend of the show, uh, Jody Fleisch's interview, uh, hitting the high spots with Rob Naylor. Both yeah. quality uh, uh, products to watch. Right. And if I'm right, Sam, we'll be back next week for NXT 25, aren't we? Yes. I'm looking forward to that, to be fair. Uh, I thought I got crept up on me. I didn't realise there, there was an NXT show coming up until I watched NXT well, last week. I didn't week. think it was a few weeks. I thought it was like um, it was like a week before. I know they weren't doing it on the same weekend as uh, the June page, but I thought it was a week before the... Um, uh, 
he'll be pumping them up won't he for next week after yeah it's got, it's be a great after, show. after watching that and uh, yeah I think it'll be a great show looking forward to thanks you can thank AEW for putting on a fantastic show good night yeah. <laughs> how dare you have a bad how dare you have a great show 